Hello, Hive Nation, and welcome back to the Hive Nation podcast. Each week, we bring you leaders in mentorship, leadership, and personal and professional development. Each week, we have a coach from the Hive Nation join us to share their journey to help you connect, engage, grow, and evolve. Now, here's JB to introduce today's guest. Hey, thanks, Greg. Uh, today, we have a, a special gentleman on, on the program today. Uh, Mr. Larry Clay is uh, uh, from the Vancouver area. Uh, Larry is founder and president of Clay Construction, uh, formerly a high school teacher, which uh, which is a, a very vast difference in careers. But uh, congrats to you, Larry, on that, uh, from getting out of that gong show. Uh, Larry has been a custom home uh, master builder and renovator in Metro Vancouver for the past 20 years. Uh, Larry's expertise and commitment to premium custom care has earned Clay Construction the CHBA, Canadian Home Builders Association Awards, at the local, provincial, and national level. So congratulations to you on that, Larry. Uh, Clay Construction has twice won the prestigious Best Custom Home Builder in BC uh, in 2013 and in 2022, which is another uh, huge feather for you, Larry. Um, Larry's an industry leader, uh, serving local, provincial, national home building boards and committees. Uh, Larry is past president of the Home Builders Association of Vancouver and the Canadian Home Builders Association National President in 2021-2022. Uh, Larry is very passionate about the industry and about his association and about building healthy, comfortable, efficient, and durable homes and uh, quality homes for that matter as well. Uh, so Larry, uh, thanks for being on the on the program and, uh, and taking your time out of your day. Thank um, you for having me. Uh, you've, you've just been on the program, you're making us proud already. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, Larry is the uh, uh, national president of the Canadian, uh, past national president of the Canadian Home Builders Association. Larry is a two-time provincial uh, winner of the Best Custom Home Builder Award, uh, which is, you know, that's that to me seems like it's kind of the top of the heap. Would that be fair to say, Larry? Yeah, they don't have that award at the national level. So to win that provincially is really, really tough. So anytime you win it, that's a huge honor. And uh, we won it last year and I had my family there. Um, super exciting to be able to share that with the family. And the other one would have been like that, uh, you guys call it the Grand Giorgio uh, Award? Yeah, so, so Best Custom Home Builder is a Grand Giorgio. And there's another one, Most Satisfied Client is another Grand Georgie. So these are the, the big awards to win. So, um, you know, why don't we start from, from your ground level? Like, so obviously uh, being very successful now, let's just presume that you were, you just started right at the top, did you? Yeah, yeah. I would not I wish that was the case. <laughs> uh, the, the, Right now, the snapshot of Larry and Clay Constructions, a nice snapshot. We've won awards. We've had some amazing leadership opportunities, and we build fantastic homes, have fantastic staff. So the snapshot's good right now, but it has not always been a positive snapshot. In 2008, it was probably the darkest, hardest time of my life. I had I was building spec homes. And I was unloading a compactor from my truck into my Bobcat. And as I backed into the Bobcat, which was running, I stepped on the pedals and the safety was broken. And this 
the arm that controls the bucket caught me under my chin, squishing my neck. And, and this arm misses the metal roof by about an inch. And all I knew was I didn't know what arm or what foot was pushing, which pedal, which direction. I just knew in a matter of a half a second, I'm being decapitated and my life's over. And this is how I'm going to be found by my wife and twins. And that was all I was aware of. The, fortunately, the, the arm kept going up past the roof. My neck somehow squeezed out. I was bruised shoulder to shoulder. I lost my voice, but I was in some kind of PTSD shock for probably about a month. My emotions were raw. I thought often of how I would have left my wife with six kids and financially it would have not been a, a, a great time, <coughs> great time for her. So uh, a week after this, still very, very raw and trying to figure out why I'm still on this planet. My accountant phoned me and said, Larry, uh, the homes you have in Morgan Heights, uh, you, don't, you run out of money. You can't finish them. And I quickly realized that I was going bankrupt and I got a wife and six kids and I'm losing everything, everything you've saved up for and worked for. So we, we strategized and we said, okay, uh, we got to make sure that everybody gets paid off, got to pay our bills. That's just a, a, an element of integrity that was important to us. So we, we changed our lifestyle and my wife fed magically fed our family of eight between $216 and $300 a month. It was seven grain cereal every morning. It was homemade bread for lunches, homemade buns for dinner with soup. And that was what everybody had every day. I don't care if you don't like it. That's just the only thing you got. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we, uh, we lived in an older house and we bought a wood burning stove, put it in the basement I turned the heat to 14 degrees and I put rigid insulation on the windows. I told the kids, you can wear your winter boots and jacket in the house. You're not going to be comfortable everywhere, but you won't freeze to death. Yeah. So we got through it and we didn't know how long this was recession was going to last. And uh, it fortunately was, was quicker. We're able to sell some homes and, uh, and we're able to start building our way back up again. I had to reinvent myself as a custom builder. Uh, nobody, when you are a spec builder, you sell a product. As a spec builder, you sell a service. It's uh, it's a different way of marketing. And I, I had no brand and, and no brand awareness because people are just looking at the products, walking through our homes and buying them. So as a custom builder, I started that long journey of building a brand and, and I focused on three areas, awards, leadership, and education. So with education, I realized that my potential clients asking us to build them a house were talking to other builders and interviewing them. I had to make sure that I was the smartest of the builders they spoke with, my systems, my references, and my approach to building their home, which would involve better building practices. And what does that look like? Secondly, high performance. I would talk to 
my potential clients and say, I can build your home that's healthier, more comfortable, more efficient. Here's how we do it. Here's how we can do it in a cost-effective manner. So I would talk about these things I had learned in these many courses. And I would have clients say, we've talked to five other builders, but nobody talks like you do. We've learned so much from you. The others just want to build a house. You want to build a better house. And you're telling me how you're going to do it. The courses I took eventually led up to a master builder designation. And that was helpful for me to separate myself from my competition. So I really focused early on education. And I still do. I'm always learning. A, a second area that we focused on was on winning awards because the clients, our clients in the luxury custom home market, were looking for builders who wore, were award-winning builders. And so we focused on that. And so when we started, it was for best house, I think size over 3,000 square feet. And we were a finalist. I tell you, we are so thrilled. It was one of the Morgan Height houses. And we are so thrilled to be winning or finalists for this home that I had it on my t-shirts. And we were excited, went to the awards. We didn't win. But eventually we did win and we won some of the big ones, the, the grands. And that helped to establish us as one of the leaders building quality homes, nice looking, beautiful homes. And the, the third thing we focus on was leadership. There's a sense of accountability and trust when your name is out there and people can complain. I think about another builder who did a horrible job on a house. And we happen to know the uh, the lady and, and her husband who built the house, and they would call me for advice. But this gentleman has no website, no Google reviews, no Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube. He has nothing. You can't find him. So there's no, no way you can com complain. So we said we're going to be out there. We're going to be on social media. We're going to have a website. People can write reviews. And we're going to go for areas of leadership. Because if you're Vancouver home building president or national president or provincial president, you're probably not going to be unethical and shoddy. They're going to trust somebody who's had areas of leadership. And so I, I sought those areas of leadership. How do you do it? Well, you become, you get on a committee, like technical committee education training committee and you serve for a number of years before you have a chance to maybe chair the committee you chair the committee for a number of years eventually they say would you like to be on the board and i say yeah i'd like to be on the board and eventually after a number of years they say would you like to be chair or president of the board and so you accept that and you you invest in your association and this happens at the local provincial and national level and so at the national level it was um I was super, super excited to be uh, on this path. And so what happens at the national level is they say, do you want to try it? So you start off as a, as a presidential appointee. So you're on the board for a year, but there's no expectation that you have to uh, or need to continue. So once you try it for a year and you say, yes, I would like to continue to do this, you give a speech, they vote for you. And, 
And if you get voted in, you your first uh, position is going to be second vice. And so you start off as as presidential appointee, second vice. You do second vice again. You then do first vice president, and then past president. So you got six six years of service of being on the national executive. And it was uh, it was a highlight of my life. I loved it and would do it again in a heartbeat if they said, hey, would you like to do this again? So leadership was a third way that we had sought to build our brand. And so here I am, I sit back and I say, okay, your brand is strong now. How did you get that? I kind of look back and I can say, okay, I can see how I achieved this. And so my advice to young builders would be, become a member of your home building association, get involved, go after awards, look for areas of leadership. And you might say, hey, that's not really me. I don't like public speaking. Well, then join Toastmasters. Don't let these things be obstacles. I joined Toastmasters to improve my public speaking. And so that was the three areas of, of these three pillars, I suppose, of us building the brand for our company. That's uh, that's a great story, Larry. And, and like we we talk about leadership a lot, and we love talking about leadership. But uh, the one thing that I'd like to to ask you about is uh, so from what I understand, you've kind of become the the Kardashians of the uh, social media construction world. And uh, so congratulations to you on that. But uh, my one question, and I mean, you you have a great social media uh, accounts, and in your 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 reach is very very cool, and you, some of your videos are are uh, pretty witty and and you know uh, educational. I, I really like that kind of stuff. But um, I, I'll ask you, how did you get to a uh, a large scale exposure for your social media through through influencers or or uh, your day to day uh, you know, uh, postings or whatever that was, however you got that, that social media following. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would say that I'm, I have that big of a following, but there, there are people who appreciate what we're doing in the past. I used to focus on posting about, you know, pretty pictures of sites, some personal stuff, um, sites under construction. I kind of fluked on this, on this area of educating and I'm, I'm a big believer in providing value and help other people. Even I brag about my trades thinking I'm going to brag about my framer. And I know builders out there saying, good. He just shared me who his framer is. I'm going after that guy. But I'm a big believer in you reap what you sow. And if you continue to live a life of generosity and being good to other people, that it comes back. So that was really what I started doing is, is I started sharing my secrets. And I have people saying, Larry, you're giving away your secret sauce. And I go, that's fine. If it makes the industry better, I'm fine with that. You know, I have enough work that I don't have to fight for more. So I started talking about how to build better homes. What are things that I pay attention to? What are mistakes I've made? Uh, what are proactive things that Clay Construction does to in the end have a better home and, and having said all that we don't do it all right all the time hmm. and it's a it's a the build process is a it's a long complicated process with many people involved every house has some kind of a hiccup of some sort 
it grieves me, but we keep trying to do better. Uh, I don't think any builder ever arrives and says, good, we got it all figured out. I got dialed in. We're great. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, man, we're just keep improving and getting better. And that has to be your, your attitude. So what I do with social media is I have these short 40 second, one minute little blurps. I go on site and I say, Hey, that's kind of cool. I think people would like to know about that. So I'll mm -hmm. talk about, you know, why we have floppy bits when we run our air control layer or vapor control layer. How do we attach our rock wool to the outside of the home? Thermal bridging. And guys, builders across Canada and the U.S. are that now commenting. It's interesting to see how others build their homes in in other parts of uh, the world. And they're commenting and they're saying, oh, are you not worried about frost heaving? And you're not. And so we have this dialogue and we learn from each other. What I, I found was Facebook, LinkedIn were probably the first two I started with. Eventually came uh, Twitter and and Instagram. LinkedIn, I get. So, so he, now what do I find now? On LinkedIn, I have a lot of very intelligent conversations with professionals in the industry. Uh, they're architects, they're designers, they're building science experts, they're energy advisors. We have really uh, an intelligent conversation, great questions, challenging questions. So I really like LinkedIn. Facebook is um start off that was kind of my my favorite what i find now is when i post about the air control layer i got 14 likes on facebook i got a lot of friends i got like 4500 connections i know about 12 of them but i get 14 <laughs> likes. i get 14 likes on um and it's generally my enduring uh family who feel sorry for me and say well nobody's liking it I'm going to like it. Uh, <laughs> we so talk he, about that all the time. So that he, Larry still knows that we like him. So I, uh, I appreciate their um, <laughs> perseverance in our relationship. It's funny though, when I post something like me holding a puppy or when my children are graduating or, you know, here's a picture with me and my wife, at, you know, in Mexico. I get like 120 likes. I like, <laughs> yeah. where were you guys when I was, <laughs> I was posting about the air control layer? All I got to do is get a puppy. And you know, <laughs> I get all these likes. But it's, it's not really promoting my business. So then we come to Instagram. And it, I was kind of a slow adopter of Instagram. But what I'm finding on Instagram is when I post, and I'm not actually posting pictures anymore. I'm just doing reels. And I I post a reel. And I think the last one I posted a couple of days ago is about, I don't know, like 9,000 views. But I've had views of 50,000, 60,000, 290,000 views, 414,000 views. I get a ton of views, people, and a lot of comments and a lot of and oppositional comments. I'm fine with that because it gives sure. me a chance to to uh, not only explain why we do things the way we do, but it also, if there's homeowners out there watching how I respond to difficult people, it 
it shows a little bit of class, I think, if you can deal with difficult people in a in a polite, classy way. So, so I don't mind opposition. Um, if they're just stupid comments, I just delete and block. I don't even waste yeah, yeah, second yeah. thinking about it. Um, so Reels seems to be uh, seems to be my favorite right now. So LinkedIn and Reels on Instagram are where I'm finding greater exposure. The so when I go on site, I'm taking a video. If people will say, "Oh, do you have like a like a team of videographers trailing you and doing your videos?" I says, "No, I got my iPhone 13, 14, whatever the latest one is. Uh, I give it to my framer, one of my staff, my site manager, and I say, "Hey, can you videotape me?" And I just talk. I said, "No, no, I don't like that one. Let me let's try it again. Oh, I missed something. Let's try it again. So I'll try it a few times, get it right." And I'll say, okay, you've done a horizontal. Now let's go vertical. Vertical I use on the reels. I use iMovie. I edit my own. I do all of my own work because I understand my brand and what I want other people to see. So I just do my own social media. Uh, that's that's what works uh, best for, for my company. Uh, the brand's complicated. You know, I, I can't, you know, I got to make sure that if I show a video, there's nobody in the video that's not tied off. I don't have any ladders the framer built out of two by fours that's not CSA approved. I can't have an excavator taking down a house when we talk about sustainability. Uh, so I got to be careful about, I understand the messaging of our brand. So I like to be in control of that. So Instagram reels, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying that right now. And I seem to have a lot of people who like what I'm offering on Instagram. They say, Larry, what I like about it is it's, it's fast. It's quick. It's always something that's interesting. You don't drone on for an hour like I am right now. So, you know, what I've had says I'll go to some meetings in uh, say in Ottawa or some national meetings. I get builders come up to me saying, Larry, just love your videos. Keep them coming. I was driving along West Broadway in Vancouver. I just sensed the guy to the right of me looking at me and looked over. Yeah, he's looking at me and his window's down. So I said, oh, I wonder what he has to say. So I rolled my window down. He goes, hey, I love your videos. <laughs> That's awesome. I will, thanks. And so I said, message me. I don't know who you are. And so so I get a lot of that. People seem to enjoy the videos. Um if you're not in construction, you're probably not going to enjoy them because they're just really for construction. And so I have homeowners saying, uh, you know, I, I learned, you know, how come my builder isn't doing that? I'm telling my builder to do that. I had one guy at the home show came up to me and said, he said, uh, I saw how you did the Simpson strong wall. My builder didn't do that that way. That's how I learned that it should have been done that way. Now my builder's fixing it hmm. and basically the builder got fired and the <laughs> gentleman's finishing the house off himself. So, so if I'm instructing, then I'm uh, on the right track. And if I'm making the industry a little bit better, uh, I like to promote good products. Uh, Rockwool is fabulous as is uh, Quadlock. We love using insulated concrete forms in particular for our, our basements and then we uh, rockwell has a lot of advantages and so i try to promote products like this that give uh gives you a better home 
that's going to be healthy, comfortable, efficient, but also durable. You want a wall assembly that, you know, you hear people say, wall has to breathe. And we say, no, 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 that's not true. Wall does not have to breathe. A wall has to dry. Let an HR still build tight, ventilate right, and have a heat recovery ventilator, fresh air machine, do the, the, uh, the breathing for your home, providing fresh air into the home. So teaching builders how to build tight and then using uh, ventilation with an HRV it gives you a superior home, lasts a long time. It's a great message there. And, and we talk about it all the time about keyboard warriors. And so, yeah. you, you know, never worry about the keyboard warriors because they're a waste of your time, yeah. first of all. And uh, just, you know, just move along. And those people, they'd never say it to your face. So if they would yeah. never say it to your face, why would you ever say it on the keyboard? But it's because yeah. they have keyboard and they live in whoever their mom's yeah. basement. Yeah. Yeah. We don't work. I want to add on to what JB just said there, because I think a lot of young people especially struggle with it. Yeah. Clearly, you know, over your, your uh, career, you've built up this reputation. You have the knowledge. So I'm guessing when you see some guy that has had no idea what he's talking about, going, that's the wrong way to do it. You just go, this guy's not whatever. But like, what advice would you give to people when they see that? Cause they're, I know people that are afraid to put themselves out there because they go, what if, you know, my way of doing things is wrong or I, I can't be ridiculed. You know, how do you manage that? Great question. Yeah, I think you have to know what you're talking about and you got to study and you got to know that you're right. And when you know that you're right, you um, you can have confidence. I have people say, you know, that's dumb. It would never work here. And I'd say, OK, let's talk about that. Why is it dumb? Why would why does it not work there? And then we can have a discussion and learn from each other. Well, it's too expensive. I say, well, I get that. Uh, the niche I'm in is maybe different than the niche you're in. Exactly. And I have a gentleman in, I think he's in Calgary. We have a very intelligent conversation. He says, you know, I got to watch the dollars and cents. And I say, I, I get that. But when you're defining affordability, we, we it's not just first-time costs, capital costs. It's also going to be your operating costs replacements costs maintenance costs you got to factor all of that in and and if your home is going to last 40 years versus 250 years there's going to be a difference in in uh in replacement costs and that has to be factored into the whole affordability equation and affordability is important to me i i was uh we step code in bc means that we're taking steps to get to by 2032 all homes are going to be passive net zero and so we're trying to do it in, in, in phases or steps. So I priced out a home about five years ago. And to get to step five was an additional $50,000. So I was telling my buddy out, Greg Hussey, out in, in Newfoundland. I said, hey, um, we priced out this house, step five, $50,000. And he says, Larry, there's absolutely no way that's going to fly here. I was a little confused. I said, like, why? He says, I sell my houses for 220000 for house and lot. I want, holy cow. That <laughs> would be a challenge. Like, holy cow. I don't know how you do it. I, I was, my respect for him skyrocketed because I don't know how you'd build that cheap. So, so I, because he's watching pennies. How many nails am I using? I would imagine. Um, he's, and he has to really guard the pennies there. So I was telling Eric Denowden, he was president a few years before me. And, and he 
he says, well, I'm, I'm in Ontario and I sell my homes for 290 house and lot. And it's like, you know, I guess in British Columbia, we must have the same issue. <laughs> and, you know, small towns in, in, in Quinnell and, and Williams Lake and, and they, they must have homes that are also like that. And so, so affordability is important. I get six kids struggling to get into, into real estate, especially here in Vancouver. And so, so I, I, I do believe we build some of the best homes in the world. Um, but how do we, how do those builders who are early adopters on that, you know, cutting edge, how can we find a way to build better homes for the same amount or less money? And it's, you know, I've been told that Larry, you're dreaming. And I say, maybe so, uh, but I'm going to keep fighting to find ways to build better homes for the same amount or less money. And one of the, one of the ways that we have to, to do that is we have to build homes that are more airtight. If you, you want to look at your low-hanging fruit, builders have to learn how to do this cheaply, and you got to get your trades involved. And so I'm that's one of the things I'm talking about all the time is how do we get more airtight homes? We bought our own blower door test, and, and that's expensive. So we put this red blower door in, in every home, and... And we test them at several phases, looking for leaks. Who's causing the leaks? How do we repair them? So that when my homeowners move in, they have a very airtight home. And airtight is good, but you need an HRV. Uh, you know, fun, uh, interesting story is in uh, Uganda with my, my youngest girls, twins, and my wife. And we're serving at an orphanage uh, that was connected with uh, our church. And... Uh, so I met this couple in, uh, they were from the States. So th there was people there from England, from the U.S., from Canada, were at this orphanage in Uganda. And I got to know a couple. And I said, oh, where do you live? Because yeah, they were American. And they go, well, we live in a small place in Washington. You probably never heard of us. I said, oh, actually, I live in B.C., so you guys are just right below us. And they go, we live in Linden. I go, Linden? I live in Aldergrove, right by the border. I could walk to your house if you live in Linden. <laughs> and this is where you discovered in Uganda. So, so the guy says to me, I mean, that, that's crazy. So anyway, we said goodbye and went on our way. So about a month later, you know, back here in Canada, there's a, a leading building science expert named Joe Stebrook. He's having a conference in Seattle. So I thought, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the conference. So I go to this conference in Seattle and, um, and I get the tap on my shoulder. There's the guy from Uganda who was <laughs> at the Joe Steeper conference. And I don't even know what he did for work. So I said, I said, what do you, so his name was Jay. I said, Jay, what do you do for work that you're here? He says, I work for a company that sells these blower door units. I said, really? I said, well, I am a high performance builder and I want one of those. So I ended up buying one off of him. And, uh, and we're using that. So that in the smoke machine that we're using to make our homes airtight, fine leaks. Because if I can get your airtightness from three and a half air changes per hour to one air changes per hour, I can cut your heating, cooling in half for the life of your home. No filters, no equipment to replace. Uh, it's the best investment you make in your house. It doesn't cost you a lot more money. It's just mm -hmm. teaching my trades my managers how to achieve this uh -huh. very very cool one degree of separation yeah no kidding yeah yeah exactly
Hey, Larry, I got another one uh, for you. We, you know, we talked about the power of three there on our conversation that one time, and you brought up awards, leadership, and education as yeah. your as your power three, which are the three biggest power threes that anybody should yeah. strive for. So, uh, how do you how do you raise awareness to to those to those three type of uh, uh, subjects? Yeah, I would say any builder who wants to talk with me, they can. Um, when I was national president, that was a message that I was bringing to builders across the country. And I would, you know, have a version of that that I would deliver. Uh, always open to talking. So if any any home building association group builders want to have me out, uh, I would love to meet with builders, talk with them. They can phone me. I'm pretty accessible, easy to find. I'm all over the internet. I think I just all I got to do is put my credit card numbers, my social insurance number on the internet. You guys got everything. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. That's right. <laughs> I'm I'm backtracking now. Uh, so it's I'm easy to find. Um, I don't mind helping other builders and tradespeople or homeowners who who need advice and even. I don't win every job I, I go into, but I will say, you know, if I play second, I say, you know what, uh, phone me up. If you have any questions, I'll help you. I just want to see you have a successful project. Um, you know, that makes me happy. I don't have to win everything. I don't have the staff to win every job that we, we speak to people. I really want to make sure that we're a fit and we're not the right fit for everybody. And I know who makes a good client and what I'm looking for um, in our niche. So, so mentorship, so mentorship is a big deal to you then? Yeah, yeah. I was always, um, I guess, mentorship. Uh, discipleship would be, you know, something that I, I've always had in my life. And that might not mean a lot to a lot of people. But I've had, I've had really good men in my life who, who, would, who would steer me and guide me. And they'd say, Hey, Larry, the Bible says this, this is what you're doing. You need to do better. And so eventually over years of that mentorship, discipleship, I became better uh, husband, better father, better business owner. I think just a better person. So I've been challenged. You know, I, I think I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a verse I like, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. And that one verse is something that ch would challenge me for a lifetime. And I can be more humble. I can be better to people. It's not all about me. And so, so that just gives you an example of how I would be challenged and shaped to be a better person, better father, better husband. Greg and I can appreciate that we we work on personal development quite a bit, mm -hmm. and we we believe in personal development. And you know, you don't have to be the uh, garbage human being all the time. You know, you can uh, you know, always better yourself. But and you can't let it define you either. No, right? Like, right? I, that's right. I, I I think everybody struggles with it, but so many people are like, oh, this this one thing that nags at them from their past, and it's like, okay, well, that's happened. You know, we can't live in our past. We have to learn from our past, move yeah, forward, along, yeah. and go. What can we continually work on and do so we never are that version of ourselves again? Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, no, it, that's it, great, Larry. It, it, it's a journey. 
and you want to keep getting better and better. And, you know, the, you know, I was out visiting my, when I started teaching in 1989, I was hired by a gentleman, Leo Smith, and he, he, uh, he's a retired now. He's out in Sarnia, Ontario. And so I went to visit with him and he lives in a wonderful community. He has a great relationship with his wife, with his kids, his finances is strong, his health is strong. I called him up on Sunday and I said, Leo, I just got to tell you, I had a great visit with you and your wife, but I got to tell you, you really inspired me. You've lived life well. You're in good shape. You go golfing. You're, you know, I think he's mid seventies now. He's kept himself in shape. Great relationship with his four kids, his wife, finances. He's lived life well, but you got to be strong in all areas. You can't have, well, you know, be divorced three times or my finances suck you know he's done it well and he inspired me that's probably a direction i want to go is to live life well i get six kids i love them i want to have a relationship with them and their spouses and their children so that's kind of where my heart is at yeah that's great larry <laughs> we appreciate all that yeah uh that's all i got for you larry so uh greg yeah, Larry, uh, the message and, and your pieces of wisdom that you shared with us today, I think everybody in the Hive Nation, everybody who listens to this podcast is going to have a ton of great takeaways. For and sure. uh, if they're in Vancouver, I don't know anybody else I'd want to build my home. So oh, like, uh, I'm sold. I'm moving to Vancouver and, and hiring Clay Construction. Yeah. Do you know how expensive it is here to get a lot? Oh, okay. Well, I'm not moving there then. About as expensive as farmland this year now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Larry, you know, we appreciate your time again. And, uh, you know, we really uh, can't wait for this one to, to get out here. It'll be uh, released next Wednesday. So, yeah. uh, you know, stay well, tuned and uh, share it and uh, let us know what you think. And, yeah, let's stay in touch. Yeah. No, well, thank you. And I'm sure we'll stay in touch. And I look forward to hearing it. Awesome, Larry. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Good. Thanks, you guys.